This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Taking you up to 6.30 on Grant and Danny. Solo today. Danny's vacay will end on Monday. Browns coming to town. FedEx Field, 1 o'clock. A huge game for Washington. As of right now, the Commanders, the seventh and final playoff team in the NFC, they would go to Minneapolis to take on the 12-3 and Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. But there are three clubs giving chase to Washington. The Seahawks. Lions and Packers are all one half game back, needing wins this weekend and Commanders' failure at some point in the next couple of weeks to catch them. So I figured it would be good to see what's going to happen in those games by checking in on some folks in the know. We're going to blitz the other wild card hopefuls on Grant and Danny. Let's get to it, and we'll start at Lambeau Field. And to talk about the pack, an excuse to catch up with my guy, Steve Zabin. What's up, buddy? How you been? What's up, Grant? Working hard on a uh, final Friday of 2022, I see. Hey, someone's got to make these big rocks into little rocks, brother. So might as well be me this time. Uh, So you tell me, man. I mean, 37% chance to make the playoffs. I pronounced the Packers dead a couple of weeks ago, and, and here they are. They got a chance to knock off the Vikings and, and go into the final weekend with a shot. What do you think? Is that the current number from the nerds, 37%? That's the nerd number I saw today. There's also like 17 okay. numbers on 17 sites, right? Right, 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 right. It's funny. I stopped looking at the number a couple of wins ago for this team because the way they're talking and the way they're walking, they think the number's 99% which is quite remarkable, and normally you'd say slow down just a bit, but it is Aaron Rodgers, and I think the team is playing a lot better right now. Now, they had their two rookie wide receivers on the field together, finally, for the first time in weeks and weeks and weeks for all of about 14 plays, and then Watson tore, or didn't tear, but he agitated his hip flexor and he was out. He's going to be key for this game against the Vikings. He wants to redeem himself from a bad drop in week one up there in Minnesota, But the Packers really think they're finally coming together as a team, especially offensively, that they had on paper to start the year, and they got off to a slow start. I'm not so sure because I look at the last three weeks, they were getting knocked around by the Bears for three quarters plus, pulled it out at the end. They had a bye week against the Rams and Baker Mayfield, and then Tua threw them three gimme balls in a six-point win on Christmas Day. So, ah... I don't know. I think it's still probably not so key. It's all about the commanders losing to the Browns. If the commanders win, I think, uh, Grant, the Cowboys come in in week 18 and just lay it down with a JV. 
Yeah, that, very, very possible. This game, a one-and-a-half point spread for Washington, feels like the bigger of the two for now. But I guess there's a chance Dallas could play their starters, which we'll get to. Uh, as far as the pack goes, you just said this. I get that they're winning, and I know they're stringing these dubs together. It's it's not impressive to me. I mean, am I missing something? Like, I just feel like even right now, they're still not that good. I don't see it with Rodgers, who was an MVP the last two years. Their running game even this past week, I think they had 17 carries for sub-60 yards or around there with Dylan and Jones. It's just not passing the eye test. It's almost like it's more about the rest of the conference not being good than it is Green Bay having turned a corner. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They are not blowing anyone out. They're not making you go, holy cow, look at this team who can stop them. But in a year in which the whole NFC is down, I'm not sure you have to be much better than just the next guy in front of you on a week-to-week basis. What's interesting is that I talked to a friend in Minnesota, and I said, how's the vibe up there this week? And he said there wasn't that much of a vibe of we've got to beat the Packers another time to show them that we're the real kings of the North. So I don't know what their sort of vibration level is going to be coming into this game. It's going to be very interesting, that's for sure, and I will be there freezing my ass off. You are going to be at Lambeau. So when you go, do you sit in a nice warm suite, or are you out and about with the, the no. unwashed masses? Hell no, in the stands, baby. And actually, it should be around 30, which is a, a real reprieve from what it was a week ago. So, yeah. I went to Lambeau last year for the uh, – they weren't called the Commanders then. I guess they were – this was ta- – The football team. Yeah, this was yeah. named two out of three uh, over the last few seasons. And, but, you, uh, and you loved it. You it loved it. I remember the you talked best, about it. Yeah. dude. I parked yeah. – and I paid 10 bucks to some lady. I parked in her driveway. I used the toilet in her house. She made a bunch of food. <laughs> she put – I'm not even doing a bit. Like, the garage door was open, and we tailgated in her driveway, and all the food was – I mean, it was for ten bucks. It was the coolest experience ever, and that was before I got to the stadium. It's awesome. <laughs> I went to the bathroom in her house. It happened. <laughs> the highlight of the entire experience. How was the game? How was the stadium? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember much about that. But I got a road win at this lady's house. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what do you make of the Vikings this year? Before I let you go, in that division, you see a lot of them, and, and like the rest of us here in DC, you track Kirk some. I mean, they keep winning, but. It takes one possession, no matter who they play, every single week. Yeah, they are a remarkable team. They're, what, 11-0 and in one-score games, which is a new NFL record. They are the plywood fake storefront in a Hollywood set that if you just catch them the right way, you can push them right over because their defense is abysmal. Their offensive line is a, a fire drill, but they've got Jefferson – Cousins is having a great year, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. And they're a formidable team just because of that. They do seem to have a bit of moxie and grit, but they're not very good. Even Viking fans know that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what shows up down the stretch here. All right, we'll stay warm, and uh, we will catch up soon enough. Thanks, Abe. All right, see you, man. Be good, brother. There's Steve Zabin on the Packers. That's one of the three teams you got to track this weekend other than the Commanders that are hoping for a wild card berth. Let's stay in that division. Head to Detroit where the Lions are home again, and that's good news for them because it was ugly against the Panthers on the road this past week. Dan Miller is the voice of the Detroit Lions, has ties here to the D.C. area, so great to have him back. 
on 106.7 The Fan. Dan, before we talk about the Bears this weekend, what the heck happened to this team that was on fire in Charlotte? Uh, good question. Um, you know, they had played really two months of good football, and they just didn't show up that day. And it was disappointing, but, you know, it was kind of something I think we just kept talking about, you know, kind of broadcast crew and guys at the game were like, man, we're due for a clunker. And you kind of hope, because it just happens in this league, man. You just, it's really hard. They were looking at trying to finish 9-1 and one to close this thing out. And teams, you know, how many teams go 9-1? and one? and turn their seasons around and do that. So you just kind of feared at some point it was going to show up, and what you kind of hoped was that it was the week before against the Jets, and they survived it. But, you know, they just didn't play well. I mean, we'll see how they rebound, but, you know, credit Carolina. They had played a lousy game the week before. Their coach said they were going to get after it and get more physical, and they really just came out and and controlled the line of scrimmage, and, and the Lions just never recovered. So then why might this weekend against the Bears be different, and and how do you feel about this one? I think it could be different because for the better part of two months, they've played really good football. I mean, that's that's the bad game they've played. Even their only loss before that in in winning six out of seven was against Buffalo, where they had a chance to win that game in the final minute. Um, So you just hope that they get back to that, that that's a one-off. I can't tell you for sure that's going to happen, but I can tell you, you know, this team is is pretty healthy compared to where they've been for a lot of the year. I think it's been interesting late in the season. They've been getting healthier when I think a lot of other teams have been dealing with significant injuries. So um, the only thing I can base it on is what I have seen from these guys over the second half of the season and that they've played consistent football that has allowed them to win. They've done the things that up until that game, they hadn't lost the turnover battle in, in eight games. They hadn't been committing a ton of penalties, and they really didn't in this game either. So it's just from one and six to seven and seven, it was about not doing things to beat yourself. It was about not turning the ball over. It was about taking the ball away. It was not about not giving the team on the other side free first downs with penalties and things like that. They just really cleaned up the way they played, and that's what helped them get back on a winning track. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, educating us on Detroit as they get ready to host Chicago. Very, very big game as it pertains to the Commanders down the stretch here in the playoff hunt uh, on Grant and Danny. Here's my concern for the Lions. I think they'll win. I think they're six-point favorites. They have not stopped running quarterbacks at all. Uh, 6.4 yards per carry against running quarterbacks this year. 558 rushing yards total to the position. Hertz went for 90. Fields got him for 147. Allen for 70, Jones for 50, Geno for 49, and here comes Justin Fields, who just runs wild a week after they missed 13 tackles. How do they fix that? Well, they, they have to tackle better, and they have to just contain. I mean, it's the same thing coaches talk about all the time. I mean, I was just watching the tape of, of Fields last week, and, you know, he didn't run as much in that game. And then watching the game earlier this year, look, if you're not, you know, containing, if you're not, you know, in your rush lane, if you've got – you got to trust your teammate. You can't think they're not going to make a play and jump out of your lane to try to make one for somebody else. And that's really when they've gotten in trouble this year. And you're right. It has been problematic for these guys. And, and they're going to have to find a way to slow him down a little bit. And, and they were very good against the run, not necessarily against quarterbacks, but in the previous two games against Minnesota and the Jets, they had gone 39 carries for 72 yards against their defense. So they hit short some of that up. But no question. Running quarterbacks have been a problem for them. They got to figure out some way to deal with that. And I think it starts up front. 
you got to be cognizant of the fact that if you're going to leave a, if you're going to rush four, outside guys have to contain. Try to keep him boxed in as best you can. If he's going to try to get outside, make him loop big outside, and then be mindful of the fact that if you're one of those guys in the middle, you just can't open things wide up because he's going to take off. So. It has been a problem for this team. It is clearly the most significant worry that you have going into this game and facing Chicago, and they've got to find some way to deal with it. They did the first time around. They were able to beat the Bears, but, he, man, he still had a huge game against them, and they survived it. I want to sneak one in on Jared Goff, who's thrown for 3,900 yards, 26 touchdowns, and seven picks. Really an impressive season for him. I mean, he might get Ben Johnson, that play caller in O.C., a head coaching look this offseason who's done a heck of a job calling plays. Uh, what would you say about golf? Has he been as good as the numbers this year? I think Jared came into this season needing to make a statement about whether or not he was going to be this team's quarterback because with two first-round draft picks, you've obviously got the opportunity in the capital to maybe draft one. And I think Jared's statement in particular, if you go back over the last two months, has been that he's absolutely the guy. They're fifth in the league in scoring. Uh, they've been one of the top-scoring teams this year. Uh, when he's had his weapons, he's been very good. They've had, look, they've had some ups and downs. That Not every game has been fantastic. But even if you look over the last month, um, they were 3-1, and one, including that Carolina game. He hasn't thrown a pick. He's had three 300-yard games. Um, he's second in QB rating for the last month, over 109. Um, he's, he's done everything that they could ask him to do. And, and what I say to people is, remember, when, when they went out and got him, a lot of people thought, oh, he's just a placeholder and, and they're going to get rid of him sooner or later. But remember who traded for him. Brad Holmes, Ray Agnew, his top assistant, they're both from L.A. They knew exactly what they were getting. And the best thing that could happen to this franchise is that Jared Goff is the guy because then you can take your two first-round picks and your two second-round picks and address some other things on this team that, that need fixing. And I'll be honest with you, outside of maybe young at the top, I don't love the quarterbacks in this draft. Maybe they feel differently. I have a feeling that Jared Goff is going to be their guy. I do think they'll draft a quarterback. I just don't necessarily think it'll be in the first round. I think it'll be somewhere later where maybe they're looking to develop a guy, maybe like the the commanders did with Hal. If Dan Miller calls the Lions win this weekend, the commanders will have plenty of pressure come week 18. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. And let's keep this blitz of these wild card hopefuls going. The other of the teams, just a half game back, breathing on Washington's neck is in Seattle. And like Green Bay and like Detroit, the Seahawks are at home, and they're hosting the Jets, one-and-a-half-point dogs at home, though, to New York. And they're going back to Mike White at quarterback. Nate Davis of USA Today, our buddy, hops in with us here to break this game down. So Jets, Seahawks, how do you see it, Nate? Yeah, Grant, I picked picked the Jets in this one. I think I picked them 31-21. I think uh, Mike White's going to give them the spark that, that he has, he's been giving them all year, and I, I don't think that this is a particularly good match uh, matchup for Seattle, even though they're they're at home. So I, I like uh, I like the Jets in this one. I'm not sure what happened with Seattle, but on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage, they were a lot better in the first half of the year than they've been in the second half. They really haven't gotten much pressure, which is I think a big deal this weekend, Nate, because the Jets are susceptible on their offensive line right now. I just don't know if Seattle can take advantage. And on the other side of the ball, they have been dead last in protection and keeping Geno Smith from being pressured in the last six weeks. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Grant. You know, we've been hearing for years that, you know, what Pete Carroll wants to do is play great defense and run the ball and not 
you know, rely on his quarterback uh, and his receivers. But we, we, you know, we heard that for the last, what, five or six years with Russell Wilson. Uh, and that's kind of back where they are now. You know, the, the defense has been, has been bad. I think they're, they're ranked 29th both for, for points and yards against. Um, and and the, uh, they haven't got much out of the running game at all the last couple of weeks. I mean, Kenny Walker's been beat up a little bit, played better uh, last week. But um, they're, they're kind of back to hoping, I think, that, that Geno can, can carry the day with them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see if Tyler Lockett can get back this week from the, uh, the finger surgery. But that's certainly going to be, um, you know, another, another major thing to watch, particularly if, uh, if Sauce Gardner can cancel out uh, D.K. Metcalf. But, I mean, it, looks, it sure looks like this is a team that's going to have to air it out to have much success. And I'm not, I'm not sure they can do that against the Jets team with such a good secondary uh, and that rolls so deep, you know, um, on their own defensive line. I think I agree with you. I'm, I'm picking the Jets here. If somehow they can, you know, steal a win, you get a couple of takeaways or whatever, they do have the Rams in Week 18. So while they've lost three straight, and I think most people are leaving them for dead, they would make Washington be perfect, the half game back if they can win this game, because I have a hard time believing if they need it, that they would lose to the Rams also at home next week. What are your thoughts there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the Rams are playing pretty well with, with Baker. I mean, they've won what two or three with him in the lineup and then we're okay uh, up, up on a frigid night in, in, in green Bay, which isn't going to be kind to any Southern California team. Um, you know, I think that they've, they've shown that they're, you know, there, there's no reason for them to tank. So I think they're, they're going to come in and Sean McVay, is, is trying to, you know, maintain a culture there. So I think that, you know, that, that could quote-unquote be the Rams' Super Bowl at the end of the year is if they can, you know, knock out Seattle. Uh, and it's not like they've seen, you know, uh, you know, this Rams team with Baker at the helm. So it's not like they can just dust off the playbook and how do we defend Matt Stafford kind of thing. Um, I think that's a problematic game. I mean, I think the best thing going for the Seahawks is they've got that, that head-to-head win in the bank against Detroit if it comes down to, you know, them and the Lions for, for the seventh seed. But, um I, I think that these last two games are going to be tougher for Seattle. All right, so let me let you out on this then. Washington's a half game up on Seattle, Green Bay, Detroit. Who gets that last wild card spot, and how does it play out? Well, you know, I've got Washington. You know, I, I think I don't think Washington's going to have any kind of cakewalk against Cleveland, but but I think they're they're going to get that game this weekend. Um, you know, at, at home, uh, and then I think it's going to kind of depend. You, you know, they, they could they could benefit you know you heard mike mccarthy talking about it last night in the victorious locker room but you know dallas might not have to play for in week 18 um and, and if, if that's the case i, I would think that they're going to rest a lot of guys i mean they rested a few last night with tony pollard out but i mean if if, if uh if, if the eagles get that get that number one seed this weekend i mean the cowboys are literally you know the, the week 18 against week 18 game against washington is going to be their only opportunity uh to give guys blow so i think uh i think this thing might be setting up well for the commanders Nate Davis, USA Today, bringing good words and good news, it sounds like. Hey, Nate, thank you. We appreciate you. Happy New Year, Grant. Thanks. You too, man. Happy New Year to you. And that is your blitz of the wild card hopefuls. And it's a great point he just made on the way out. You know, we're talking about Seattle, Green Bay, and Detroit, right? But it is the other of the teams that we didn't cover in this division, Philadelphia's game with New Orleans, that might actually be the most important to Washington come next weekend. If the Eagles win, the Cowboys have the five spot locked up. They can't go up. They can't go down. There's no reason for them to really care all that much about Week 18. If the Eagles lose, Dallas, depending on the start of that game and when they kick off and whether it's an early game or late game, probably at least begins that game thinking they can still win the division. It changes the arithmetic 
a bunch. That's a great point by Nate. All right, we focused a lot on Carson Wentz and the commander's offense today. Let's put the spotlight on this defense next. What do they have to do to tighten back up? Who do you think has to have a big game for the commanders to get a win against the Browns defensively? And what are you keeping an eye on on that side of the ball? We can open up the phones at 800-636-1067. I've got some thoughts on that next. Remember, at 6 o'clock in 40 minutes, Bobby Carpenter breaking down tomorrow's two college football playoff games right here on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 